Hey friends, welcome back to the Vulnerability Hangover. I'm your host Nikki and this is our emotional support pup Enzo. And today we are going to talk about another key component to my healing journey, which is my inner child healing work and learning how to parent myself. And of course, we are going to start off this episode with a affirmation slash gratitude deck. So we're gonna randomly pick one and that will be hopefully the theme of today's episode since they're usually pretty spot on. Alrighty, whoop, this one went flying so we're gonna grab this one. I can handle everything life throws at me. Yes. I can totally handle everything that life throws at me. I also wanted to start off this episode with something that I wrote in my notes last weekend. Last weekend, I had the opportunity to microdose. And for those of you who don't know very much about microdosing, I'm relatively new to all of it, but microdosing can help a lot with anxiety. It can bring a lot of clarity. For me, it's brought me a lot more clarity for sure and it has helped me be more mindful throughout the day. It also can help with sleep. It helps with people who have PTSD. There's just a lot of benefits to microdosing mushrooms. I don't do it very often but when I do I really enjoy journaling and writing down a bunch of thoughts that I've had throughout the day or in the evening if I have some shroom tea or something like that. Another thing I really enjoy doing when I microdose is going on walks, being out in nature, and just really diving into a lot of my healing work. And I feel like that is another huge key component to my healing journey. As I mentioned before, I wrote down a couple of things in my notes app. I didn't write them down physically in my journal, but I wrote down some stuff and I want to start off this episode diving into what I wrote. So I'm going to just read it off for you guys because I don't have it memorized. And it goes like this. I was at a birthday party last weekend talking to someone about a memory I had. Still, it was blurry, and as I tried to explain myself, I apologized and said that I don't remember much of my childhood. It felt like there were just bits and pieces that I was grasping onto, and I wasn't sure if there were actual memories or if I had just made them up. Later that night, I couldn't fall asleep because I couldn't stop thinking of that conversation, and I was frustrated that whenever I want to look back on my childhood, I only remember certain parts of it, most of which I don't really want to remember. My earliest childhood memory must have been when I was a baby. I remember being bundled up on a walk with my dad and I must have been in a stroller. It was when the sun was going down or maybe the sun was coming up. But I remember looking up at the blue and cloudy sky. That was a happy memory for me. I carry it with me to this day. Whenever I look up at the sky, I feel like I gain clarity and return to that childlike state. I feel calm, comfortable, and safe. Safety has always been something I look for in my life and comfort, but my versions of those two things aren't the typical versions of safety and comfort. I often get those two things confused as well. Safety for me is when my body feels calm. Safety feels like a hug. And without safety, I don't know where to go. So I search for it in different places. Comfortability is new for me. I recently started to feel comfortable in my body and how I express myself, my sexuality, my emotions, and my relationships. 
I gained a new sense of those things ever since I dove deep into inner child healing. So I hope some of that made sense. Obviously, I was slightly under the influence, so I just kind of poured out whatever was coming to my brain. And I've never really been someone who has been good with words, but I'm trying my best here. I feel like being on this podcast and talking about my experiences and whatnot has helped me find the right words and communicate how I'm feeling. I also think that getting back into therapy has helped me a lot with that. I'm starting to see a new therapist and this time around I really feel like it's going to benefit me significantly and continue to push me forward into having a better life and maintaining these healthy relationships, healthy habits, and a bunch of other things that I will also go into in this episode. I also want to preface that when I talk about these certain situations, I am not shaming my parents for anything that went on. This is just my experiences and I know that my parents did the best that they could with the tools that they did have. I'm also not going to talk about my parents' childhood, although I do believe that what they went through as a kid is part of the reason why I grew up the way that I did. Whenever I reflect back on my childhood, I'm able to say now that I'm really appreciative for what I went through because I think it's made me a stronger person and it's allowed me to see multiple perspectives on life and I'm able to navigate my life in a way that I don't think a lot of people have. But like I said, I'm going to be speaking on my experiences and how these things that have happened to me, how it's shaped who I am to this day and how I'm constantly evolving by doing this inner child work. Inner child work has definitely been something that's new for me. I didn't really know a lot about it until the past couple of years. I learned about it through TikTok, which I feel like a lot of people have learned a lot of things about trauma, depression, anxiety, mental health, all that kind of stuff through TikTok. You know, TikTok's not necessarily a good resource for a lot of things, but I think hearing from other people who have gone through um, maybe a traumatic childhood experience. I think it's nice to be able to relate to other people who have who have that experience. And I think it's also beneficial to be educated about that if maybe you haven't gone through those types of experiences. So I'm just gonna start off from when I was little. I am the oldest child of three. When I was about uh, two years old, turning three, my mom had my little sister we have a two and a half year age gap and then when my sister was around three years old my mom had my little brother and so we have a six year age gap growing up my mom was a stay-at-home mom and my dad was a full-time working employee so we would only really see him on the weekends and when he would get off work most of my childhood I remember with my mom, my little sister, and my little brother. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about some of the traumatic experiences that I've gone through because a lot of it involves other people and I don't want to speak on those experiences without them being there. There are some experiences that happen directly to me that I will talk about because it only really involves me. Like I mentioned before, 
I don't have a lot of recollection about my childhood. It's just kind of bits and pieces. My parents still live in the childhood home that I grew up in. So sometimes when I go there, I feel a little bit taken back. And since I'm not in that house right now, I don't really feel like I can remember a lot of things, but we had somewhat of a normal family life. We had a dog, Cheyenne, which is the one that I have tattooed on my shoulder. So I remember her being a big part of my life from like when I was born all the way up to like elementary school. Unfortunately, she passed away when I believe I was in second grade or third grade, but she was a big impact on me. She was a wolf malmute hybrid i love big dogs that's why i got a big old dane right here i can't imagine my life without a dog i think that they're amazing and they add so much value to a family dynamic i also remember my mom was a stay-at-home mom but i don't really remember her being like super involved with a lot of things that we did it felt like for the most part she never really was like on the ground like playing with us most of the time i remember her being on the computer and my sister and i would mostly like play with ourselves with our toys and all that kind of stuff but i do remember my dad whenever he could he would do stuff with us and on the weekends he would take us to like omzi or the children's museum omzi is a oregon museum it stands for like oregon museum Oregon Museum Science something, I think. And that's really where I developed this love for science. And um, my dad's a chemist, so science is like, I feel like another component, component in my life. And I've always been very interested in stuff. And I've always been like a very curious person. I really enjoy learning. So going and doing that kind of hands-on stuff with my dad and my siblings was always super fun. We grew up in the suburbs I lived relatively close to my elementary school and my middle school and a lot of my friends. I was friends with a lot of my neighbors. Some of those friends that I've had, I've mentioned before, are still friends to this day. I think for the most part, I was a pretty loud center of attention kid. I was pretty irritable, rambunctious kind of hard to control. I also got into a lot of trouble. I constantly tested my parents' patience. I still to this day am kind of like this, but if someone told me I couldn't do something, I would do it anyways, and I would test limits a lot. I didn't have a lot of fear and I think that's why I'm a pretty resilient person because I know that even if I go through hard things I can always get out of it or I've always been like the type of kid who likes to really experience a lot of stuff and I'm very curious I like to learn most of my childhood I remember being outside with my little sister we would play in the dirt in the mud bugs were not anything that bothered me. There was this park that was near my parents' house and is still near my parents' house that we would go to and collect snails and collect frogs and all that kind of stuff and we would take them home. My sister really liked frogs. She still likes frogs and we would keep them as pets. Like I said, not a lot of things scared me and I was always very curious and I liked to collect things. I like to collect bugs in jars. I like to play with animals. I like to do a lot of that kind of stuff. 
my favorite thing to do was go around the neighborhood and pick the flowers in the spring and make a little bouquet. I remember most of my life in that type of light for the most part, but it does have this overall feeling of like heaviness to it too because I never really felt like I was genuinely loved as a kid. The reason I say that is because growing up, my parents never really told us that they loved us, but they would show us that they loved us because they would buy us toys or take us and do things, and that was really their way of showing us that they loved us, but we never were really told that very much as a kid. My parents were not affectionate whatsoever, so physical touch was not something I liked and it's to this day something that is very foreign to me. In my intimate relationships now I am a little bit more affectionate although it still is super foreign to me but with friendships and getting to know people I don't really like physical affection at all. So yeah I didn't really grow up with a lot of love in the family. I think that's why I have a hard time in my relationships. I think a lot of the relationships that I've been in have mirrored my childhood. Also growing up, we didn't have a lot of family that was near us, so when we would visit family, it was pretty weird. It felt super distant, and I never felt connected with my grandparents. My grandparents were not affectionate either. In fact, they never felt like loving grandparents. My great-grandma, we would call her Lita, she was about the closest thing that we had to a quote-unquote normal grandparent. She was very involved in a lot of the stuff that we did when we would go and visit her. She was a lot older, but from what I remember, she was always super hands-on wanting to make us food, telling us stories. It was always really fun being around her. I'm really grateful for the time that we had with her, even though she wasn't very close with us. So that's a little bit about my early childhood and from what I can remember. I know it's not very much, but I have a really, really hard time thinking back to memories and really pulling them out. And I think with therapy, I'm gonna be able to unlock a little bit more memories and hopefully be able to heal that part of me, but for right now, my memories are relatively blurry. So going into my teenage years, I obviously was a lot more rowdy. I tested limits even more. I started to become way more outspoken, talking back. I wanted to be fiercely independent. I also feel like I had to grow up too fast, even though my parents didn't want that for me. I think it just ended up happening because both of my parents weren't around very much for me emotionally and I think that is why I got into the relationships that I did because I didn't know any better. So to me, the relationships that I would see as a kid is someone who is very emotionally unavailable, someone who conditionally shows their love and someone who only shows love to you when they've hurt you. My first abusive relationship that I got into was when I was 15 or 16 years old. I feel like in that relationship I was the victim, although I don't think that I've always been like the best partner to significant others and I've mentioned that in the past, but he was a 
extremely verbally abusive person and he was physically abusive as well just super super toxic i can go into more detail about this relationship but i'm going to kind of breeze through this as best as i can to try and explain the dynamic and how it mirrored my early childhood him and i met through mutual friends we we're pretty into each other. We had kind of an interesting dynamic where I think I always knew that he wasn't a very good guy. He didn't have a lot of friends. He played a lot of video games. He didn't really have any ambition. He was two years older than me, so he was like 17, 18 when we got together. He didn't have a license. He didn't go to school, anything like that. So he spent a lot of time at home playing video games. Even though I was so young, I really wanted to be proactive and ambitious. Like literally at 15 years old, I had my first job and I was doing school as well. I was still going to high school. He didn't go to high school and he didn't have a job. He lived with his mom and would play video games all day. I guess I didn't really have too big of a problem with, but I didn't really feel like we were always on the same level. The reason why I feel like that relationship mirrored my childhood was because he didn't really pay a lot of attention to me when we hung out. He would just mostly want to play video games and that was something that I saw a lot in my childhood growing up. My parents weren't around very much and when they were around, they were always distracted by something else. This person belittled me all the time. He would constantly call me names, accuse me of doing things that I wasn't doing. He would accuse me of cheating all the time. He hated when I would hang out with friends. I wasn't allowed to have any friends. He really isolated me. I had a hard time with that because, you know, I'm an extrovert. I really enjoy people. I have always had a lot of friends and so being in that relationship I was getting more and more isolated because every single time I wanted to hang out with a friend he would accuse me of doing something, he would blow up my phone, he would take my phone when I was around him and go through it. It could be like the littlest things. I could just be talking about something with a friend and he would twist it into something else. He also didn't have a very good childhood. His parents were divorced. I can't really blame him for who he was, but he really, really traumatized me at such a young age. And having that type of behavior in my life led into a lot of my future relationship. Not all my relationships that I've been in have been abusive like that but i have been in a couple relationships where they were emotionally and physically abusive with male partners and moving forward outside of that relationship the only way that i could break up with him was literally when my parents stepped in and were like okay enough is enough like you guys are absolutely not allowed to see each other anymore and they did that because one, I was a minor and I think that they could see that I was going through a lot of emotional abuse. My sister watched me go through it. I was crying all the time. That was very hard for me and I lost a lot of friends. So after I got out of that relationship, I moved on to a relationship with another guy. He was also very emotionally unavailable. He was not verbally abusive, but he just wasn't there for me as a partner in the way that I wanted him to be. Also had not a very good upbringing, but I am grateful for that relationship because he was a lot kinder and to this day him and I are still 
really good friends. Moving out of that relationship, I got into a relationship with another guy and that was around the time where I was kicked out of my parents' house. I'm super grateful for him because he was one of the only relationships that was really healthy. He was super respectful. He was super attentive of me. He took me in when I needed someone. He was always a really good friend. And I think being with him really healed me in a way, even though I wasn't very aware of that. He really took me out of that dark place that I was in around that time. We're still friends to this day as well. He was just a very kind person and he also was a little bit emotionally unavailable but I feel like that relationship more so mirrored the relationship I had with my dad where my dad was very attentive um, when he was around. He didn't really tell me he loved me very much but he would show it in the way that he showed up. That is something that is very important to me. I don't believe people's words whatsoever. It's the action that is behind those words. For me, that man was always about action. He always showed me that he loved me. He always showed up for me even outside of our relationship and that was a very healing time for me. Moving into my next relationships, in those time periods, I was dating a lot of people, starting to go into my early 20s. Unfortunately, there was a couple situations that I got into that I'm not going to talk about until further episodes, but there were very traumatic events that happened to me that put me back into what happened to me as a kid. I'm just gonna flat out say it. Trigger warning before I say anything. Unfortunately, when I was a child, I was molested by someone who was a, a lot older than me. I'm not going to go into detail about it because it is still something that I am working through in therapy. As I've mentioned in previous episodes, I have CPTSD and one of the unfortunate things about having CPTSD is you don't remember a lot of traumatic experiences. It's the body's way of naturally trying to take care of yourself, I guess. So I don't remember a lot of that, but through therapy, through doing EDMR, which is a form of PTSD therapy, I was able to regain a lot of those memories. It was not a fun experience, but something that my therapist and I have been working through. And unfortunately, that happened to me again in my early 20s and then getting into my early 20s i got into a relationship with someone who is much older than me i'm not going to blame anyone in this situation for how the relationship was because i think we were both very much broken people to each other we were a place of healing in a very sad way that relationship was not healthy at all but it was healing because i learned a lot about myself i learned a lot about the relationships that I want to have going forward and I'm extraordinarily grateful for that relationship that was my first love. It was like one of the most craziest connections I've ever had with a human. If you believe in this kind of stuff, I believe he was my twin flame. Maybe I'll go in deeper detail in the future about my experience with that relationship, but right now I'm still going through the healing and grieving process of that 
relationship so I don't want to talk about it and I also don't want to speak negatively about this person either. Like I said, it was not a healthy relationship and I felt like there was a big power dynamic which definitely mirrored a relationship that I had as a child. I always felt like there was a power dynamic between my mom and I and I know that when you're a child, what we're assumed to believe is that our parents always know what's best and our parents are not our equals because they have this power over us. And so being in that relationship, it brought me back into how I felt about my mom and I's relationship growing up. And that was a span of like four years that I was in that relationship and has been really transformative for me. When I was about 23 years old was around the time when I learned a lot more about reparenting myself and doing inner child healing. This was something that my partner at the time and I were kind of discovering within ourselves and the more I dove in deep with that, I couldn't help but notice how other people's childhood shaped them and how the way people would react to certain things were almost like the little version of them reacting to that and not really knowing how to express themselves or feeling abandoned and stuff like that. Things that I unfortunately have carried throughout my life into these relationships was feeling like I was abandoned, feeling like I was unwanted and unworthy of love, and feeling like I was kind of like a placeholder. Right now, I don't believe all those things. I don't believe I'm a placeholder. I don't believe that people come into my life and then just leave. I don't believe a lot of those things that I had in my head from when I was a kid. And that's something that I've had to work through, especially in this past year. I put in a lot of work and I'm still continuing to do a lot of that work. I definitely had a hard time with that going through my breakup. I think going through my breakup I went through this big awakening that I really need to take care of myself and work on healing myself be a better person and show up in this world in a different way and going to therapy and using the tools that I have now has helped me reparent myself and it feels like I'm paying a tribute to that little girl that's inside of me that never really felt loved or accepted and always felt super awkward in her body and used her body to be a way of getting people to love her and to feel love. For a long time I felt like love was conditional and that the only way that a man would love me was because of my body and I felt really disconnected to my body because of the traumatic things that happened to me as a child and I never really felt like I was my own person and I felt like I was always controlled by another person. It was very hard for me to find my identity because I went through, quite honestly, for 24 years I didn't have an identity and I was constantly changing and this past year I've been able to like really come into myself and find my identity but I felt like I didn't belong to myself that I belong to other people it's good to give yourself to other people but only if you're able to do so I've mentioned that you need to pour into yourself and the overflow should go into that other person and I still 100% believe that that's true because when I'm operating from an empty cup, I'm not giving 
the best version of myself for another person. So that's been part of my healing. I've learned a lot through meditation. And if I'm feeling like kind of disconnected to myself, I'll listen to these guided meditations that are made for like inner child work and I'll listen to affirmations and just really picture myself as baby Nikki. I say baby Nikki, kind of referring to it as a different person even though it's me, but I think of her and I reparent myself by giving her the love that she didn't have and caring for her in a way that she wasn't cared for. That's going to really benefit me in the future when I do have children, if I have children. And I think it's also going to help me be a better partner because I'll be able to look deeper inside the person and understand them from a different perspective, not just from my own attachments. and my ego and how it makes me feel i'll be able to understand people from a deeper level and i've really been able to practice that in my day-to-day -day life i don't think i'm perfect i don't think that i have all these resources and i have all these things that i can give to other people right now but i do think that learning to repair myself has been a huge healing component in my day-to-day -day life I think about baby Nikki every single day. I think about how she would feel if I did something. I think about her safety and what makes her feel comfortable. And like I mentioned in this note that I wrote last weekend, I really do search for safety and comfort because I didn't have that as a child. I'm sure there were moments where I had felt safety and I had felt comfort and I think that the comfort that I did feel was through abuse and through neglect and taking care of other people's needs before myself which is something that I can't do anymore because I'm neglecting myself when I do that. Of course it'll be different when I have children like I'll obviously have to put my needs behind theirs a little bit in order for me to have deeper connections with other people is to have a deeper connection to myself and baby Nikki. I'm going to end this episode by talking a little bit about how I do some of my inner child healing. I really recommend these things because this is what's helped me. I don't think that it's going to necessarily help everyone, but hopefully to whoever's listening this can you know, give you some ideas if you're wanting to dive more into inner child healing. The things that heal my inner child or baby Nikki is I do things that made me feel happy when I was a kid, whether it's like skipping or going to the duck park and feeding the ducks, feed them seeds of course, but like feeding the ducks because uh, that was something that I remember doing as a child going to park playing in the snow was a really big thing it's like interactive play watching old movies that brought me joy when I was a kid one very very healing thing for me that I never thought would be so healing was I went to Disneyland a couple times a couple years ago I don't know if you guys can see it in the video I'm wearing my 2021 Disneyland jacket. Going to Disneyland was super healing for me. Disney was something that was a big fond memory that I had growing up. I watched a lot of Disney movies. 
my favorite Disney princess was Mulan and Pocahontas and I hope I'm pronouncing their names right but those were really some of my favorite things I also love listening to old music because it reminds me of going to my leech's house and dancing in the kitchen I loved dancing dancing was a huge thing that I did as a kid I loved musicals cats was one of my favorite like Broadway shows or whatever that I would dance to as a kid spending time with my little sister obviously we grew up together seeing her and joking around and playing with her has always been healing for me I think another really healing thing for me has been being roommates with one of my childhood best friends her and I have always had like the same sense of humor and we had relatively similar childhoods so we relate to a lot of things and that's been healing for me doing yoga, meditation, listening to music. I kind of mentioned that already. Oh, and journaling as well. Writing down my thoughts and processing them because I wrote a lot when I was younger. <laughs> if you've seen my Justin Bieber fan fiction, that was something that I really enjoyed doing. There's all different ways that you can really get in touch with your inner child and learn to reparent yourself but those are just a few things that i do that have really helped become more connected with myself allowing myself to express myself and becoming more of an individual and not being a codependent person i still feel like i have those unhealthy coping mechanisms and tendencies from my childhood but i'm learning to work through them and just be overall more mindful of them my healing journey is not going to be linear although I totally wish it was but I am just going to continue to go through this process and bring you guys along with it I'm sure I'll have updates in the future I am going to end this episode on that final note I really appreciate you guys listening and I hope this can give you a little bit of insight about me I know I don't go too much into detail about a lot of things but I want to save those of course for future episodes and some of them I'm still working through in therapy. I'm super grateful to have this platform and this has definitely helped me heal as well. I also want to say I'm super grateful for the childhood that I have and the parents that I have. Nobody is perfect and we're all continuing to learn and those experiences have helped me be a better person. I'm going to end this episode here. Please make sure to like, comment, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, share with your friends, whoever would like to listen to this podcast, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Okay, love you. Bye!